Alex places it down at the 40-yard line, puts a toe. Now, this is more Alex-like. He'll go into the end zone, and they'll bring it out to the 20 where the Panthers will have it first and 10. At least that last drive, Pell City seemed to get in their offense in gear a little. Those Panthers will come out from their own 20-yard line with 2.52 to go before halftime. Got Smith, he'll take the snap. Throws balls batted up into the air. Fort Payne did the intercept, he couldn't hold on. Man, it was batted straight up into the air, and Fort Payne had a chance, but couldn't hold on. Propel City will get it with 2.53 to go here for time. I think he got plenty of time to answer uh, with another touchdown. We are streaming now. Audio and video. Believe it or not, we're doing both right at the moment. Okay, everybody, <laughs> if you're back home, maybe you'll check back with us again and see that we're on the air now. Second down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Smith rolls right, looks, being pressured, avoids a tackler. This time he gets snowed under, though. Brought down by Will Green. Will Green's really playing like a madman tonight, isn't he? He is. Will Green's all over the place. He's doing a great job. That last drive, Pell City seemed to get in their offense in gear. Minutes to go before halftime. Smith with a snap, looks, looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver, it's caught. He's not going to make the first down. He's going to be short by about a yard at least. Yeah, right at it, the first down, but I believe short by a yard. Don't know which, well, now they're going to mark it a first. Well, those guys couldn't decide where they wanted to place the ball, and finally they mark it and give him a first. Who knows? And I don't know the significance of that cow that we keep here. <laughs> I don't either. And he's going to keep it on this one. This was number seven, David Keith, running it to the left side. Going to pick up, it looks like, close to seven yards. Coming down on a minute and a half here before the half. So second down and five. Looks looks like they had movement. Fort Payne got in over just threw it up uh, and was it intercepted? Did we pick it there? Was that it looks like Fort Payne saying we got it? Let's see, did Dubose. we? It would be Dubose to so yeah. be able to control it. Yes, it's going to be Fort Payne awesome. ball after Who was thirty-five. Who was it? Got in his face, Roger. Somebody was in his face back there. Yeah, when he threw he, that screen. Yeah, he broke broke in there real quickly, and I couldn't see who it was. I sort of wondered if that was Will again. Well, with 107, we've got plenty of time to push it back into the end zone. Timeout called on the field. And we'll take a minute break, and we'll come back for the last minute seven of the first half. 
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Here we go, Fort Payne with the ball after the interception. As it, they're showing it, it's not second and five, it's first and ten. Going to fake it. JD's going to go for the ball of wax. Has a receiver open. Any, any grab it? No. Just outside the fingertips. Great try in the end zone. Just a little bit overthrown. Or Fort Payne would have added more points here before the half. Cam Thomas almost had that one. So it's going to be second down now. And 10 from the Pell City 34. We're set .7 seconds below a minute to go here in the first half. Fort Payne up, 17 to seven. He's gonna hand to Hunter. Hunter come to the near side, has an open. If he can get a couple of blocks. Paying quickly to the line of scrimmage. Still plenty of time of 49 and a half seconds. Turn going to look hand to Hunter. Hunter's trying to go in, go right. Makes the corner out there enough for the first down before they bring him down. So they keep the clock running. Old made the first down. Now they'll finally stop it. 39.2 seconds. So Fort Payne's going to have to work quickly before they wind the clock, and they do wind it. J.D. with a snap, throws to the far side. Right has Cam. He grabs it and steps out of bounds and stops the clock. Cam with a good job there and a good play there. A quick play. Didn't use any clock. Picked up seven yards. Second down three from the 12-13 yard line. They've abandoned putting the, where the ball's being placed on the scoreboard. Going to hand off the middle. Going over the top for the first down is Hunter Love, and the clock still runs. They're not going to give us the first down. Now they do, but after about seven or eight seconds, ran off the clock. Down to 23 and a half to go. Fort Payne's going to be when they start winding the clock. It's first and goal for Fort Payne. Ian going to turn, hand it to Hunter. Hunter, look, goes up the middle, slides through, pushes,
Velvet, all black beanies from Fort Payne with their white jerseys and the gray or gold helmets, black helmets. Alex will approach and put a toe into it. He'll drive this one deep into the end zone and past the end zone, and they'll bring it out to the 20, and Pell City will have it there. Like I said, we've got 16.2 seconds to go here before the half. Pell City's going to run somebody in here at the last second, number 50. And I believe they're just going to take a knee and run out this first half of play. Fort Payne leads 24 to 7. are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. 
I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. gets colder.
Welcome back to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. And, Coach, this week we have to go on the road and go down to Pell City. Yeah, and, of course, uh, got some memories down there from a couple years ago. That was the first game I coached at Fort Payne, and what an exciting game that was that night. And uh, uh, we took the lead in the fourth quarter, and it looked like we had the game under control. And then they came back uh, with some big plays and uh, took it back 21-17. And, and then we drove the length of the field and, and uh, had the ball on the 10-yard line, I guess, in the last couple of plays of the game, and the, and the clock ran out on us. And uh, so that was another, you know, exciting game, uh, you know, we've had here over the last two or three years. So it, it'll be uh, – uh, that'll bring back memories when, when, we, when we get back down there. But they uh, – you know, they, it's been an interesting year for them because they are one of the teams in the state that has been affected by the, by the COVID-19 stuff. They had to forfeit two games uh, here a couple of weeks ago. and. Uh, uh, missed one of their non-region games versus Calera uh, and had to forfeit to ARAB uh, in a region game. So they were back last week for the first time in, I guess, three weeks um, against Springville and beat Springville. We beat Springville on the road. Kind of, it was the, the rain got there quicker than it got here. They, they played on Friday like we did, and, and you could tell the uh, second half was pretty much pouring down rain in that game, and I don't know if that affected the game or not. But uh, you know, their coach told me they, I think he, they literally got every player back on Wednesday. They've been practicing, but they didn't get them all back until Wednesday. So they basically had two days to prepare for the game and, and went over to Springville and won the game. So they, they're, they're definitely talented. Uh, they, they, there's no doubt that they can, they can probably play with any team in our region. Um, they just kind of had a, a rough year because the COVID thing got them halfway through and now they're kind of getting back started. But uh, uh, they're, they're as talented team as we've seen. Uh, they them in the uh, Southside played early in the year, and, and uh, Southside beat them, but it was a real close game, and I think Southside scored pretty late to beat them. And, uh, uh, and then, like I said, they, 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 uh, they beat Springville last week. So we're going to have to be ready to play, and I, and I think the, the, the motto or the, the theme all week for us is quit worrying about or don't let people tell you, well, this game doesn't matter because it's easy to get into that. We kind of got into that a little bit last year at Coleman being a non-region game, and I just don't think mentally we were ready to play that night, and, and that's what we've kind of told them. You know, it, you know, this game matters because it matters. They, they all matter, and they're keeping score. Uh, and regardless of it impacts the region standings or not, uh, it's a chance to go play a game and get a win. And because of that, it should matter to you. And I think I, I think our team is a little bit more mature in that this year after having seen that. Um, really, it's happened to us the last two years. We went down to Carver two years ago, and same thing. Game really didn't matter. Didn't play very well. Got beat. Uh, went over to Coleman last year, uh, game didn't matter, didn't play very well, got beat. And so we're in the same situation again for the third year in a row, going on the road in a game that, uh, as far as the standings go, will not matter at all for us. That matters for them. They could get in the playoffs with a win over us in Scottsboro, I think. So uh, it, will, it will matter for them. But uh, we, we've got to be ready to go. And, and, and like I told them this morning that, that when we got done with weights, you know, uh, the, the goal is to play better every week. I mean, that's what you should be doing. So regardless of who we're playing and what the game means, the goal is to go play better. And so that's what we're going to try to do. And um, if we do that, hopefully it'll take care of everything else. Coach, sounds kind of like you'd rather kind of have something really to play for, for it to really mean something. Yeah, and, you know, you, you don't want every game every week to, to be like the last two, obviously. But, uh, but at the same time, I think you need that edge. And I think, you know, especially with, with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, you know, the last thing they need to hear from somebody is, is well, this game doesn't matter because uh, that can get them to relax. And I, we've tried to do a pretty good job this week of, of, of again, emphasizing it's about improvement and to beat Oxford or to beat somebody in the playoffs or to advance deep in the playoffs, the only way you do that is to improve on a weekly basis. And um, you, you can't afford to have a week where you, where you step back or you just don't play well. And so um, 
that's been the, the point of emphasis this week is this is a chance to improve. We, we saw things, we did some things better last week. Um, we did some things poorly. So we got to come back this week and we got to try to improve those things uh, and play better and, and see if we can keep, you know, because again, the goal is to be at your highest level of football when the playoffs hit. And that's what we're striving to get to. And, um, and, and this is another step in the right direction, hopefully. You used the word edge. The two games we had to begin the season, then these two close finishes the last couple of weeks, I would think that's probably given us an edge. Yeah, I think we're, you know, I guess a lot of people use the word battle-tested. I, I would say we're, we're fairly battle-tested. We've played two good teams to open. Um, we, we've had, you know, we, and, then, and then Etowah, non-region too, we've had three tough non-region opponents, um, to, uh, three very good teams. Um, and then the, the last two finishes last week, and, you know, really even the Etowah game obviously was really, really close with, with four or five minutes to go. We scored with three minutes to go to, uh, to push that to 14 points. So uh, we've had three games in a row that, you know, uh, with six minutes to go in the game, it's anybody's ball game. And so I think that's, that's helped our players, and it's given us confidence too because, you know, obviously when you win those games, you start to, uh, to believe in yourself a little more. And so um, hopefully that edge and, that, and being battle-tested will help us as we, as we move forward. Well, what can the folks expect to see out of Pell City? They runners, passers. What's their main focus? You know, they got two good running backs. Uh, the last week, they, they really gave Springville some trouble when they got in a, a two-back set with both those guys in the backfield at the same time, and um, and really kind of just went back and forth with, with them, uh, one right, one left, and you know, one guy'd be blocking for the other, and then the next play, he'd be blocking for the other guy. And uh, David Keith and Quentin Hicks, I believe, are named number seven and twenty-four, and. Uh, number seven particularly had a really good game for him, and I think it was even uh, named player of the week down there in their area. Um, but he, he runs the ball really hard. He's big. He's physical. And, uh, you know, they've got a big offensive line. Uh, they always do, though. They had a big offensive line last year when they came up here. Uh, quarterback is new this year and uh, I think is, is growing each week. But I think, again, same thing. The worst thing for a quarterback uh, is to be kind of rocking along there, and all of a sudden your, your season gets cut down by two weeks. And so it's probably hurt him a little bit by losing those two weeks of playing. Uh, so they relied a little bit more on a running game last week. And, again, uh, it was a windy, uh, rainy night down there in Springville, so that was probably part of it too. But uh, uh, they also have a good receiver, uh, number two, that, that, that Kentrell Borden that, that can make some plays. He made a big play late in the game against Springville uh, to kind of ice that game. Um, and then defensively, they run, they run a 3-4-1 defense. They, they kind of always have. Uh, they did that last year to us, but they also – Last year they mixed it up and ran a four-man front up here, but that was first game of the year. I don't know if they were just trying something different, but this year they've kind of been a three-four, and they've, they've always had a, as long as I've known Pell City, they've always had a big nose guard. They've always had a guy about 300 that goes right over your center, and so that'll be a challenge for us. They get the same thing this year, and uh, got a guy that uh, he may be the, the name Hall of Fame. Uh, Brilliant Swift is his name. Brilliant <laughs> Swift is one of their defensive ends. He's a good player, and. Uh, uh, and he plays like his name sounds. He, he does a lot of good things for them. And uh, so we're going to have to be, and they've got two really good safeties that um, uh, come downhill, make plays, and, and are tough to throw on. So we're going to have to be uh, efficient. And like I said, I mean, you look at the, their record and you think, well, they're, you know, whatever they are, I think they're two and five or something. But again, two of those were forfeits, so you can't really judge that. And then the other three games, uh, they lost to Oxford. Uh, they lost to uh, Leeds, who's always got a good program. And then they lost to Southside in a close game. So it's not like they are, you know, somebody that's not very good. They're, they're much better than their record would indicate. And uh, I think, I want to say they said this is their second home game coming up too. So that'll probably be a factor. The fact that they've, you know, a big exciting for them to be back at home playing football again. And so we're, like I said, we'll have to go down there and play really well and, um, and try to find a way to, to keep improving our team. 
we talked about Fort Payne having a good home field advantage and from the past going to Pell City they really do a good job down there of the, the home team fans giving them the advantage yeah and again with with them having just their second game that's hard to believe you're in your mid-october and, and to say that you're playing your second home game is, is hard to believe but when you have a couple of forfeits that's what happens and uh, so I'm sure they'll be excited to uh, to see their team back at home and again they had a big week win last week and uh, and they're in a situation where they beat us and they beat Scottsboro, they got a chance to get in the playoffs. So I think it'll be uh, an opportunity for them, and um, you would think they'll be uh, pretty excited to have them back on their home field. And uh, um, you know, and again, Fort Payne and Pell City have developed a little bit of a, I don't know, rivalry is the right word, but a little bit of a, a healthy competition the last few years. There've been some very, very close games. The one down there two years ago was obviously really close. Um, last year's game was close until the last uh, four or five minutes of the ball game, and. And then I guess uh, one of Coach Ellis's last years was the year we, we, we did the uh, hook and ladder, I guess, and, and beat them on the last play of the game. So, so there's been some uh, exciting games between Fort Payne and Pell City, so I, I expect another one, really, to be honest with you. I think it'll be another – I don't know if I can handle another one, but I'm expecting another <laughs> game that's probably going to be pretty exciting Friday night. Well, uh, the Cats uh – do we have anybody banged up or anybody might miss this week's game? Not You know, Caden Holbrook had, had broken his wrist um, and played last week with a cast, and now they have, uh, some, when he played in it, some things happened uh, unexpectedly, and now they, they feel like some, some bones kind of moved around, I guess, that uh, they weren't expecting. And so now he's going to have surgery Friday and, 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 and miss several weeks, possibly the rest of the season. I know, don't know for sure. So he'll be out, but other than him, other than him, we're, we're relatively healthy, especially we got some guys that are still, you know, Eli Frazier played last year, last week with a with a, a sore ankle, and, and he continues to, to to treat that. It's not probably 100%, but for you know week eight, it's pretty close. Um, but uh, but other than those few little nicks and bruises, and we think Brody Bruce uh, might possibly be back this week. If he's not back this week, we think it'll be next week. He's practiced all week, and he's looking like he's getting more uh, you know, closer back to where he was before. And, um, so it's good, been good to see him make a quick recovery. Found out we, don't, we really don't think, we thought he had a uh, broken fibula at first, and I don't think that ever really was the case. Um, they just had a really bad, um, uh, I don't know what the official diagnosis was, but it, but it was an, an issue with his lower leg that he's now starting to kind of get over. So um, hopefully he'll be, you know, possibly able to play Friday. If not, like I said, I expect him to play the, the final two weeks in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, you mentioned Eli a minute ago, and then you talked about their big guy over the center, so I wonder if that might be a problem. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I said, he, Eli was probably 90% last Friday. He, he didn't play his greatest game, but he, did, he definitely didn't hurt us at all. Um, but I think he's a lot, uh, a lot more healthy this week. He's had a much better week of practice. And, you know, we had fall break, so we were able to give him some uh, – we practiced early on Tuesday morning, and they got some time off Tuesday afternoon. So hopefully some of that's kind of helped uh, – if nothing else, kind of rejuvenated all of them and give them a little bit of time off, and, and, and we should be maybe a little bit more ready to go by, by having a, a few extra hours off than, than the typical week where you, you know, practice to 5 or 6 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon after going to school all day. We were able to go in the morning, and, and they, were, they were home by 12 o'clock and, and able to kind of relax for a little bit. So maybe that will refresh us a little bit as we, as we get ready to make this kind of late push. You mentioned earlier of uh, Hunter's 30 carries, 190 or so yards. Uh, is that about the limit of his carries right there, 30 in a game? I think last year he carried at 36 or 37 against Coleman maybe um, or somebody. I can't remember when it was. I mean, he can, you know, he can go more. I mean, especially as it gets later and it gets cooler, um, uh, he, he'll, he'll tell you he can carry at 50, and he probably can. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, like I told him, if you carry at 50, 
then we're not throwing it at all. And, and now they're all going to be loaded up in the, in the box and, and daring us to throw. So we've got to try to keep continue to find that balance. And, you know, again, I, we're, we tried to get Caden Dubose in the game a little bit more last week, and he got a couple carries, and we're going to continue to look to do that. Um, you know, Alex Akins is another guy that's capable of carrying the football for us. Uh, so we uh, are going to look for opportunities to get some other guys in the game, not necessarily to uh, rest him, but also to maybe just take a little bit of the load off of him uh, because, uh, you know, we still know we got a lot, lot more to play for here, and, and uh, we want him as, as healthy as possible as we, as we enter the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, certainly he's a big cog, and we can't afford to be without Hunter. No, he's, he's a big part of what we do, and uh, he would change things if he wasn't in there for sure. And he got a little bit uh, banged up after that long run um, uh, the other night. Got a little wind and kind of fell awkwardly, too, and so that affected things there for a couple of plays. But um, uh, luckily, J.D. made a big run there to, to get the touchdown, uh, and uh, he was able to kind of catch his breath and, during a timeout and was fine. But uh, uh, that's somebody who will, you know, you know, he, he's so big and so tough and so physical that you kind of sometimes assume that he'll never get hurt, but he obviously is just like any other player, and we gotta, we got to try to make sure we do a good job taking care of him and, and hopefully, uh, I don't, again, I don't want to say uh, limit his touches, but just be, uh, be more aware and, 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 and try to spread the wealth and, and, and not put everything on him, uh, you know, especially this week or, or probably uh, the last week of the season, week 10 as well. We, we say this every week, but J.D. each week keeps getting better and better. And it seems like when we come to those current situations where he can be a really important factor, he always comes through. Yeah, and he's, you know, what I like about him, and I've said it numerous times, is he, he loves to compete and, and he, loves, he, he loves to perform well. He, he has high expectations of himself. Uh, he expects to perform at a high level. And when you've got a player like that that does not accept mediocre play, uh, out of out of himself, then then you've got a chance for a kid to be a pretty good player and, and somebody who gets better. And that's what's happened. He he just does not uh, he doesn't accept mediocre play out of him out of, out of him, and he wants to play well. And so when he makes mistakes, it it, it makes him mad. Uh, and he tries to do his best to fix them, and I think he's done a better job of that. And that doesn't mean he's going to be perfect. I mean, when you play that position, you know, it's like I tell him all the time. You you play the position where everybody in the stadium knows what you're supposed to do. Everybody knows exactly, or at least they think anyway, they think they know exactly what the quarterback should do. And so you're going to be under the microscope at all times. And uh, anytime, and like I said earlier about some of the throws we missed, you know, it's easy to sit there and say, well, he didn't throw it very good. Well, but when you really analyze the film, it's more than that. It's protection, it's other issues, or maybe it's a route or whatever. At the same time, he, he, wants, to, he wants that spotlight. And I think that's, that's the key on a quarterback. You, you, you got some guys that, that say they want to be a quarterback, but they don't. They're not really necessarily willing to take the criticism and take the spotlight. And he is one that, that doesn't mind it and doesn't mind being in that that uh, uh, that arena, as they say. And, and uh, he welcomes it, and, and that's helped him improve, you know, week to week. Typically, not one of those stereotypical quarterbacks. You wouldn't think at looking at him at least. No, he's not your he's not your six three, you know, pocket passer type guy. And I, and I think I even heard y'all say on the broadcast, you know, oh, oh, Rich scrambled out there one time from Southside and he slid down, and and then JD ran the next possession, and and, and Britt made the comment, well, I, I can assure you, JD's not going to slide, and, and he's not. I mean, I've, we've talked to him about being smart and getting on the ground, but he's. Uh, uh, he's just too uh, too competitive, and he's going he's going to try to fight for every yard he can, and that's what makes him so good. I mean, he he wouldn't be as good a player if he tried to slide or get down. He he knows he needs to fight for everything, and uh, and because of that, that's that's kind of helped him, and it wears off on the rest of the team. I think when the when your offensive team and really your entire team sees your quarterback out there, 
uh, with no fear, playing as hard as he can play, it kind of motivates everybody else. And I think that's really what's kind of uh, been the character of this team is the fact that he's such a hard-nosed competitor, it kind of rubs off on everybody else. Well, good luck Friday night against the South, uh, start to say South Side again against Pale City. And hopefully we'll have a good crowd down there. But if you can't make it down, you can watch the game on the off FP, FPTV uh, sites on the Internet and whatever. So, but I believe we'll have a big crowd. We always do. So, and that'll help. So for Coach Elmore, this is Roger Engel saying, Go Cats! Thank you for watching the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show with hosts Roger Engel, Britt Haas, and Scott Weatherly. Go Wildcats! And so finally, we here in the second half. On the to get set. The turnovers are big for our Downs. Really good. Only three touch. Clock counting down to about a minute and a half or less before the kickoff, so we're going to have to have to hurry it up probably. Coach, can you? Yeah, let's go. Okay, coach. A couple of turnovers by a couple. Rolled it pretty much. Came out and played. It's kind of an interesting atmosphere here tonight, but uh, came out and played pretty well and uh, didn't, get, didn't get seven at first draw, but after that, played pretty good after that. Well, you know, we just did a week out, and uh, they seem to be and uh, tell they probably have COVID problem. They count any second. First of the week, but this minute, they can come out here and dominate. And get another stop. A good start in the second. Well, we'll let you get back. Half coach. So, was talking about the first half. We had an brief talk with about the first half. Here in press box, and for get the ball start the second half and see if we can keep scoring a lot. We up 24 seven. So they'll set the ball down on their 40 yard line, and we have, let's see, deep for Fort Payne. Who we have? Cade. Uh, and on the side is Cam. Near the sideline. Into the middle, always a tackle. 
to 20 to 25, jumps over a, a final defense to 22 yards. Where it'll be first for Fort Payne now. First and cat. Their first play. J.D. Blaylock is the quarterback. Deep set. As Cam in motion, they're going to fake it to him. He's going to hand to Hunter. Hunter lowers his head, pushes forward again for about seven yards. We'll call it now a second down and three after the seven-yard carry by Hunter Love. And Hunter looks like he's holding his shoulder as he's going off the field. Looks like his right shoulder he's holding. That wouldn't be good. We can't afford to live, leave Hunter or lose Hunter. So they'll see what's going on with him on the sideline. Now we have a... Like I said, a second down and about three to go. Going to hand it to Dubose. He's got the first down. Sprints across the 40 out to the 42-yard line. So Dubose showing speed that time and a little bit of difference in the speed of him and uh, Hunter. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Caden, uh, you know, he's not as big as Hunter, uh, but he, he's really quick. And uh, he made it through that gap in the line and picked up some yardage. So first and 10 for Fort Payne out at their 42-yard line. Cam's in motion, going to fake, going to hand it to Dubose. Cuts back in the middle. He's at mid, well, at the 45-yard line, brought down after about a three-yard gain. He was brought down by number three, uh, Brian Keller? Heller? What's his name? Let me see. Number three on my defensive line up here quickly before we keep going. Number three is... Keller. Keller. Brian Keller. Keller. Second down now and nine to go after he will. It's seven to go. He did pick up three. Dubose this time is going to get back to the line of scrimmage, still struggling, and but they'll stop him there. This time their defense sniffed it out. Uh, looked like number 54 for Pell City, uh, Jalen Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, Scott says uh, we got some maybe some volume problems. Uh, uh, we had some audio problems just a second ago, but I think we got those fixed now. Okay, maybe so. So it's a third down and still about seven. JD looks right back, has a receiver fighting Damn. for the first no. down, and he's got it. That was Marcus Ledford. Yep, Marcus had a big touchdown catch in that first half, and now picks up a first down for Fort Payne. So Fort Payne not missing a beat from the first half to the second as we pick up another first down. First down at the Pale City 48-yard line. Again, J.D. looks, wants, throws over the middle, has a receiver, threw it behind him, and that worked our favors. He was, the defender went past Cam. Cam turned around and got the grab. Yeah, Cam grabbed it, and then he kind of slipped just a little bit. He was trying to back up and juke the guy, but uh, he lost his footing and went down on his knee. That was one case where throwing the ball behind the runners paid off. <laughs> so another first down for Fort Payne, first and 10, the ball on their 27-yard line. Going to hand off to Dubose again, and he's going to get a couple of yards. Boy, he explodes off the, out of the backfield. 
Still under about Hunter, though. I see him standing over there under the medical tent, but still hadn't come back into the game. A pickup of about two. It'll be second down now and eight for the Cats. Braves have gone up one to nothing on the Dodgers. That's good. Trying to put them away tonight. Going to throw a little flare out. Oh, Cam reached out and got that Ooh, one. That was man. a great job by Cam to reach out there and get that pass. I don't know how he held on to it. He was hit hard twice and while he was spinning. Yeah, he stretched, while he was being hit, he was stretched out over the defender and grabbed the ball. So it's going to be third down now and about five along four. Yep, third down and four for the Cats at the 20-yard line. Going to hand off up the middle. Dubose is not going to get anything. So it's going to be fourth, so I expect to see Alex come trotting in. Yep, here comes Alex. Brilliant Swift. Isn't that a great name? Brilliant Swift. That is, that is a good, that's a defender that brought him down. That is about one of the best names I think <laughs> I've ever heard. Brilliant Smith. I used to tell Swift, Cole I mean. Justice that. Uh, it sounded like a wrestler's name at Fort Payne, Cole yeah. Justice. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have a 30, they'll place the ball at the 30, so a 40-yard field goal attempt from Alex. Waiting on the snap. Good snap. Holds down, the kick is up, and the kick is down to the officials there. If we Good. The officials. So with 7:25 to go now here in the third quarter, Fort Payne goes up by 20. It's 27 to 7, Fort Payne. We'll t keep it right here and get it moving right along. Hopefully they'll get out and get this kickoff underway. We used to try to take breaks every time, but you know, between possessions, but it got where they would wind it so fast we never could get them in. Well, and you know, to be honest, since we're actually streaming now and it's stable, I kind of like it to stay on the game for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Fort Payne up 27-7. to 7. I actually shouldn't, yeah, the field goal made it 27. You know, this game has kind of flown by. I don't know if it's because I've been just been dealing with equipment problems, but it's flown I by. I believe the first it's because half. you've been really busy. I maybe mean, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you've been really busy. I'm telling uh, you, the kids have been working really the hard. The kids have and, done a great job. Ooh, and they didn't panic. So Alex will set it down on the 40. They're here to start the second half. Fort Payne is going from our left to our right. Pell City with that nice scoreboard with the video screen over in the right corner of the end zone. As Alex will put a toe into it. This one's high and deep and That's nobody an gets to it. Yeah. So they bring it out to the 20-yard line where it'll be first and 10. You know, I'll apologize to the viewers a little bit. One of our camera shots looks a little bit hazy at times. We're having to film through glass, and the glass is not the cleanest in the world. We tried to clean it as much as we could, but we can't do a lot about the glare, so we got to deal with that. Well, then at least it's good news on the field. That's we're, right. We're up 27 to 7. So from the 20, Pell City will send their quarterback in, Bay, uh, Baylor Smith, a junior, 5'8", 160-pounder. The running back, David Keith, along with Quentin Hicks, done most of the carrying tonight for the Panthers. And this time again, the quarterback is Smith. 
calls for and takes the snap, throws a little flare out to the right side. Good grab there, has the sideline and forced out of bounds as it crosses out to about the 33-yard line, a gain of eight. He's brought down by Jacob Foster for Fort Payne. Oh, it'll be a first down, a gain of 13 rather than eight. So it will be a first down for the Panthers. Now Panthers on their own trying to speed up the game a little bit. Smith with Keith to his right. Going to hand off to Keith and nothing there. No, he's mad at the line immediately. Kind of lost the ball there because a Frisbee went by the window. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's throwing Frisbees. I don't know what's up with that and the cow, uh, the cow moving. I guess we figured that one out, though. That's Chick-fil-A, yeah. I think. Yeah. So after no gain on the play, it's a second down and 10 for the Panthers. This time alone in the backfield is the quarterback, Baylor Smith. He'll take it, throws out to the right, has a receiver, curls around the Fort Payne defenders, falls forward, still short of the first down. But that was number 15 making the grab, and let's he's not on my offensive starter list. Seth Williams made the stop there as he went down on the ground. It was corner Carson Walker, number 15, usually a corner, that made the grab. In look, Smith again comes out to the near side, just easy throw and catch, and they're going to get the first down as they cross midfield into Fort Payne territory down to the 40, between the 47 and 48 yard line. So Seth got a hit on him again, and Jacob Foster finished him off that time. Colin Smith made the grab for Pell City, and they're really in a hurry now. And Smith again, lone in the backfield. Calls for, gets the snap, again throws a quick one, and it's dropped. Actually, he hit uh, D David Keith, the running back, and just Keith for some reason. But now we have been told, we don't know this actually, but we've been told by the kids from outside that it has gotten cold. Out there. Uh, yes, we, uh, there, our kids have been talking about how cold it is, so maybe that ball's a little bit on the hard side. Yeah. And the hands are probably a little on the frozen side. I would say so. So after the drop pass, it's a second down and 10. We're at 622 to go in the third quarter. Again, Fort Payne's up 27 to 7. And again, Smith alone in the backfield for the Panthers. So they've been throwing off of this every time. Looked like they may have jumped a little soon. But again, going to throw over the middle and nothing oh, there. Threw it behind was the receiver. by a Fort Payne defender. I didn't catch who that 21. was. 21. 20 Seth again. Yeah, Seth and Williams. it was kind of thrown behind, but yet Seth was there to get a hand on it also. So now another big third and long as it's third down and 10. Well, they've just kind of went away from the run and are just throwing the ball now and as they've emptied out the backfield. But just as we say that, they do bring number four uh, alongside him, bring Quentin Hicks to his right in the backfield. But again, he's going to sprint right, chasing him, and he's going to get it loose and caught. Down at the 25-yard line. Now, that was a real good pass and a real good catch out there. And that was that number two making the grab, Contrell Borden. Alex Akins made the stop on that. So, Pell City with the first down at the 25, and the cow is moving again. <laughs> Smith again in the backfield. Looks another throw to the sideline. Has a receiver there. He'll make the grab and step out of bounds. I believe that was Caleb Gross making the grab for Pell City. Pickup of seven. 
Roger, I believe Pale City's feeling that clock right now. Yeah, I think they, so. They know this is the only way they're going to make anything happen. Second down and three. And Smith set, takes the snap, again, fakes it, pumps, throws downfield, going for it all, but nobody's there. He had him streaking down that side. I believe it was trying to hit number two, uh, Kentrell Borden, and he overthrew him into the end zone. You know, Seth uh, Williams again, he did a good job kind of pushing that guy to the inside, you know, without interfering. He just kind of guided yep. that guy to the inside. I don't know what the proper terminology for that is. Pushing him to the inside. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. I like that. Second down and eight. Again, an empty backfield other than the quarterback, Smith. Three receivers to the left, two to the right. Getting pressure, getting hit, gets loose, going to run it up the middle and fall forward. And I think he's, if he picked up any, it wasn't very much. He may have just got back to the line of scrimmage. He was brought down by Heisman Brown from Fort Payne. Good job by Heisman stopping him. He might have got a yard and a half. So now it's going to be fourth down and uh, short three. Scoreboard says two, but it's uh, it's a little longer than two. And here we go. They're not going to waste any time going for it. Again, Smith alone in the backfield. Calls for the ball. Sets, rolls left, looking for a receiver. Has one open. He's going to catch it. Then it's knocked right. loose. Great Set. job by 11. That was Will Abbott. Good job by Will Abbott. Looked like he was going to make the catch and have the first down. And Will came in from his backside and knocked the ball out. Yep, got a hand in there and just dislodged it from his arm before he could get good control of it. And Now it's history. So first and 10 for Fort Payne after another stop on fourth down. Ball at the 17, Fort Payne's own 17-yard line. And we're at five minutes, 5.04 to go here in the third quarter. Again, it's a 27-7 Fort Payne lead. They're going to hand it to Dubose, finding his way, cutting back, trying to get some uh, running room. He's going to make it out to the 20, so a gain of three. And again, Hunter Love still has not been come back to the game. He left in that last series with his shoulder kind of, Looked like he was kind of holding his shoulder and still no uh, word on what might have happened to Hunter. That sure would be a blow to Fort Payne if we were to lose Hunter. So after the three-yard gain, second down seven from the 20. J.D. back in the shotgun, takes the snap, looks, being pressured, going to run out to the left, has an opening down the sideline, avoids a couple of tacklers, falls forward, and looks like he didn't get it back hardly. Well, maybe just past the line of scrimmage. But now they're going to mark it out. Oh, going to give him a lot of yardage over there. Going to say he picked up uh, about another th three yards. So it's going to be a third down and five. You know, I don't know how many people know it or not, but Caden is doing a really good job. He is a freshman, so he's he's got a good future ahead of him. He sure does. Big third down and five play. We have trips to the near side this time. Fort Payne needing five to keep the drive alive. Going to hand it to Dubose. Cups up the middle and got him by the fingertips and brought him down shy of the first down. So we'll probably see Fort Payne's first punt of the night. And it's going to be fourth and three. Alex will trot in, and we'll have to unload this one. We had a really big punt. Was that last week? 75, 74 or five 74 yards. yards, I believe Coach yeah. said, yeah. Sure did. We need one of those now. Yeah, that would be good. Might be a little tougher, though, now. The other night it was hot, and tonight it's cold out there. It might be like kicking a boulder. Uh, it could be. So 
Alex with it. He'll put a toe and Oh, he rips this one, too. They're going to call for nice the fair catch and make the grab, going to the ground at the 39-yard line. Look at the 30. Let's see. I believe it may be at the 34, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's 34. So they'll start first and 10 from their 34-yard line. Kentrell Borden calling for the fair catch for the Panthers. And we said the Panthers had a bad look. They forfeited two games because of the COVID, and so it's really uh, set them back. Plus, they've already played Oxford, too, and took the beating from Oxford. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people are going to take a beating from Oxford this we year. we got Oxford to face next week Yep, at home. At least Thank it's at home, yeah. Then we'll finish up the year with North, North, North Jackson, Jackson up there. North Jackson on the road, yep. Oh, that's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Here we go. First and 10 from the 34-yard line. And again, the empty backfield. Smith will take the snap. Looks wants to throw. Sprint out to the right. Receiver makes the grab after a pickup of around five yards. And it'll be second down and four, I believe. He'd be pushed out of bounds by number seven, Darwin Camp for Fort Payne. Darwin been on the number of tackles today. He has. Second down and five. As Caleb Grace made the catch. And Smith looks, been flushed out of the pocket, rolls, tries to just throw it out of bounds over there on the far side. Will Green was breathing down his neck. How many times has Will done that tonight? Been uh, chasing he has. Pull out. He showed out. Him says several guys have showed out tonight on defense. So another third down now, third and five for Pell City. Now they bring Keith back into the backfield, set alongside Smith on the left to Smith. Triple the receivers to the near side, single receiver to the far side. Keith comes in motion. They're going to try to throw it to him out of the backfield instead of hit one of the receivers. He makes a move. Inside Fort Payne territory, 40, 35, 30, has an opening, cuts back at the 20, down inside the 15. Darwin now Camp they, again. That was Camp making the stack, but boy, that – that play, you got to give it to him. was set up perfectly. They had every decoy they have out there. Oh, yeah. Then ended up throwing it to uh, number two, the wide receiver, Kentrell Borden, and he was just off to the races. Yeah, that was just kind of a little screen that slowly developed that they set up. So first and ten from, looks like about the 12-yard line, going to fake, going to throw off of it. Has Borden again. He dances around. Boyd's the tackle. Spins. He's at the He's goal line. He's in. He's in. Touchdown, Pell City. That was Kentrell Borden again going in for the touchdown. So, Pell City, although they trailed 27-7, to not, not giving up in this game. No, there's still a lot of ball game left to go. Richard will try to attack on the extra point. Bounces, not going to make it. He's going to pick it up. The holder, which is the quarterback, just throws it up and out of the end zone. So the extra point is thwarted, and so they will stay at that 27-13 Fort Payne lead. 2.23 to go third quarter. 
a good crowd, Steve, from Fort Payne on there the far side. There is a good side. crowd. They look like they're socially distancing. They do look like they're socially distancing. Yeah. Fort Payne always travels good. Every every time we have an away game, there's always a good crowd from yeah, Fort Payne. Absolutely. They've always been that way. I've covered them for years, and I don't ever remember a time that they didn't show up big. No. No matter how far away, they are always there. That's right. Supporting the Wildcats. You know one thing for Fort Payne that I think, I don't know, it may hold up for everybody, but Fort Payne has a lot of fans that are just Fort Payne fans, and they don't necessarily have kids or even know any of the That's kids. That's right. But they've just been long-time Fort Payne Wildcats, and they still are there just like, uh, you know, supporting the Cats. Absolutely. Well, if you think about it, we don't even have the band here, and we still have a big crowd. Yeah. So. So they'll kick off from the 40 to Fort Payne. Be fielded at the 10. I believe that's Cam with it. He's it at is. the 20, the 25. Cuts back. It looks like they almost got a face mask, but avoids the tackle. No flags out. So Fort Payne will have it first and 10 from the 26-yard line. That was another nice little move by Cam to pick up a couple more yards. Yeah. That's when I thought they might have grabbed. They reached it up. It did look like had his face mask, it but did. I don't think. No, it was uh, probably around his neck. So let's mark it down finally at the 26-yard line, first and 10 for Fort Payne. And again, still in the backfield is Caden Dubose and J.D. Blaylock under center. They send Cam in motion, going to hand to Dubose, looking down the line, looking, looking to cut, makes the cut, has five yards, cuts back, and that would be about all he'd get out of that carry. Boy, he had good patience just running down that line looking for the hole, Steve, to hit. He did. He was he was following Cam, and they got a little bit tripped up there, and uh, it looked like he might have stepped on Cam's heel, but uh, then he managed to get around Cam and still picked up two or three more yards. So, so good job. Yeah, good job. Second down and four. Ball right at the 30-yard line. Fort Payne set with Caden in the backfield. J.D. with a snap. Going to hand to Caden. Has an open. Oh, he's yeah. at the 40. Oh, man, if he had gotten past him, he might have gone. But he's out near the midfield, and it'll be another Fort Payne Wildcat first down. I'd be interested in running, uh, knowing what his 40 speed is. He's quick for a freshman. He's a quick starter. They mark it right on the 45. Till first and 10. Caden sat deep in the Fort Payne backfield. Now they're going to all stand and look over to the sidelines. See if Coach gets in a different play to them. J.D. turns around and tells Caden what's happening. Going to fake it to him. Now he looks. He's going downfield, deep. going for everything. Has a receiver open. Caught at the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Cam again. Cam again. Man, that was so pretty. That was. That was a nice pass dead on. Wasn't Halle Berry pretty, but it was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah. If it ends in a touchdown, it's pretty yeah. <laughs> for Fort Payne. Yeah. That's right. So Fort Payne comes back and on a big strike to Cam Thomas, adds the, to the lead. And Alex will try to tack on the extra point. at the goal to our right. Cats will be coming our way here in the fourth quarter. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good. 
So with 53.3 seconds to go, third quarter, it's Fort Payne now, 34, Pell City Panthers, 13. Boy, I was looking for when we were going to go for the big play, and finally we did it. We did, and that was a nice one, too. Uh, like to see plays like that. Well, uh, J.D. has gotten so much better from the first of the year that when counting on him for those big plays, you know? He has. He has. And, I mean, that was a well-thrown pass. Uh, what can you say? Cam's just tore it up all season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm still worried. I'd love to see Hunter back in the game, but maybe they're just keeping out precautious, but for precaution reasons. But I hate to know we'll be going into the Oxford game without Hunter. Maybe they're just giving him a break and not risking it since we've got such a lead. Oh, I hope that's true. Alex will place it down at the 40. We're under one minute to go here in the third quarter. And Pell City, who scored on their last drive, will have opportunity to put some more points on the board. Alex approaches and put a toe into it. This one is high, and it's a good field goal. Looks good down there. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. So they'll bring it out to the 20-yard line for Pell City. And, you know, Pell City's kind of a – the last couple of three possessions were really all of them this half. Steve's abandoned the run and they have. pretty much pass after pass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they realize that – the only way that they have a shot is they've got to they've got to get some big yardage. They got to stop the clock, and runs are not going to do it. Not against this four pain defense. This time, number twenty-four, Quentin Hicks, is on the right side. Quarterback Baylor Smith. Smith takes the snap, throws a little flare out to the right side. Caught there. Going to spin, drive, and going to have about eight yards. And I think I saw a flag come out. I do believe there is a flag there. It, you know, there hadn't been many flags. Is that the first? Uh, I don't remember the penalty, be. do you? Did we have offsides once? Uh, seems like that. Might, yeah. yeah. We I did jump was. offsides yes, one time. Yes, we did. I think yeah. this is only the There's second There's only penalty. been maybe two or three flags. This, yeah. this has been a, a really well-played game. Looks like that's going to be against Pell City. Yep, they're backing them up. We'll get the call here from the guy in the white hat. He may have already done that. We may have missed that while we were yakking. Uh, oh, Holding there he goes. against Pell City. I've never seen. I don't think them go into the end zone to make the call. Now we had we had a white hat. I don't. It was last week or week before last before we could even get the camera around on the guy. He already made call. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a hurry. Well, now it's first and 17. The ball is certainly like the scoreboard says on the 25, but it's nowhere near that. It's around the 15-yard line. Runner goes in motion. Smith looks, throws across the middle, and has a receiver. Going to pick up uh, about six yards on the Smith pass. Well, that's not good. No, it's not. Clock running down. They're just going to let this clock in. That'll end the first or the third quarter of play with Fort Payne leading 34-13. We'll be back in one minute. 
We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each public. First down and 11, the ball at their own 19-yard line. Smith looks, throws across the middle, and incomplete. Boy, he threw right in. There was four people for Fort Payne back on it, and yet he was able to hit his receiver, but he just couldn't hold on. Yeah, we have Will Abbott up in the air right there in front of him. I, I mean, he was well covered, but they threw it in there anyway. Well, he's a pretty good target for them at number one. He's usually on defense, uh, Bryson Clow. Here we go. Third down in 11. Smith again takes the snap, Fort Payne. They're holding Fort Payne, but they're going to get to him and bring him down anyway. Fort Payne all over him there, and I am looking. That was Heisman Brown that brought him down. Good big loss on the play. Now, Steve, if we could see that hold plainly from here, why could that official standing right there looking yeah. at them not see that hold? Yeah. Anyway. Fort Payne sacks them way back, and it's fourth in a country mile. So Fort Payne will send Cam back to midfield, and hopefully we can field this ball and get a, come away with this one. Some really good field position if we're 11-15 here to go in the game now. It's 34-13, Cats. Low snap. Gets through his legs. It's in the end zone. Fort Payne's going to kick. He's going to try to kick it. It's on the ground, and Fort Payne's going to end up with it, I believe, at the five-yard line. The ball went all the way through his legs, almost out of the end zone. He picked it up and kicked it. Then they fell on it around the five. So uh, it should be first and ten for Fort Payne at the five-yard line. And, indeed, that's what it will be. We did, and I believe Heisman Brown got on that ball. Well, Heisman again and on the play. So Fort Payne will quickly get out there with J.D. under center. Again, Caden Dubose in the backfield. As we don't have uh, Hunter to 
I don't think we're going to have him the rest of this game. No, I don't believe so. They're going to hand it to Dubose, looking for the corner. He's got the corner, heading for the pylon, and somebody's going to knock him out about a yard and a half shy. I thought he had clear sailing, and that guy came from nowhere to level Caden out of bounds. So it'll be second down. And about two, we'll call it, well, it's hard to sell. It's about two. We'll go with second down and two. Second and goal from the two-yard line. Let's see if they go with DeBose or see if J.D. may kind of roll out and keep it himself. Going to hand it to Caden. Caden dances around. He's going to get down to the one. A helmet or something went flying off down there, so it, they're swapping some licks. So now it's going to be third down and one from the one-yard line. Ten-minute mark left in the game. Fort Payne wins this game. We'll go 5-0 and oh in the region play with one game remaining, that against Oxford. And Oxford obviously also is undefeated in region play. Fort Payne's only had one loss this season back to Gadsden City. Here we go. We're all bunched up in the power formation. Going to turn, going to hand it to Darwin Camp, and he'll Walks just right trot in. in. Untouched. Yeah, untouched. Good job by the offensive line there, pushing people off the ball. To Darwin Camp, picks up another cat touchdown. So Alex will come out and try to put an extra point on. There's the snap, a little high, but the hold is good, and the kick is up, and it, too, is good. So with 9.28 remaining in the fourth quarter, it's Fort Payne now leading 41-13. to 13. So I'm sure both teams now just like to see this last 9.28 flyby. Heard anything else, Steve, on any of our? No, uh, not yet. Just that he, you know, that he might be hurt pretty bad. Well, like I said, with the score as it is, only 9.28 to go for it. Payne anxious to get this one over with, as I'm sure Pell City I would is. think Pell City wants clocked real, too. Yeah, like I said, they've gone to the pass, their last possessions, and of course, that extends the game every time, you know, clock stops on every incompletion. So we, that could really make this last 29 or 28 last a while. Alex will put it down. He's kicking now from our right to our left toward their field house. And he'll put a toe into it. And this one, too, is into and out of the end zone for a touchback. So bring it out to 20. And Smith and Keith and Clow and Hicks and company will bring it out and see what they can do. I'm going to brag on some of my guys. I've got some guys in some odd positions tonight, and they're doing a good job. Uh, i got Christy on the A camera, and she's doing a really good job. Uh, and then we got Allie is a uh, technical director tonight, and Allie's doing a good job too.
So first and 15 after the five-yard penalty. And Smith alone in the backfield looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver, curls back, and is going to be tackled there. He's going to pick up the yards they lost on the penalty plus a couple of more. That'd be Jacob Foster that brought him down. So second down and six now. Looks like we're home on the baseball they've field. Got a, they've got a train track right behind their field, too, don't they? He'll <laughs> go just a quarterback keeper up the middle, and he lowers his head, going to have the first down, going to pick up another eight yards, and Smith on the keeper picks up a first down. Devin Wells making the stop on that. And there's the cow. There goes the, the cow. cow. Got a train going by with a cow. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they've got little cows with parachutes they, coming down they, out in the they crowd. They may have. You, know, you never know. Always enjoyed that at the SEC championship games. They always release from the rafters those cows. Oh, yeah. Parachutes. Again, they throw to the left side trying to hit a receiver. It was low, but he makes the grab, or was it incomplete? I thought it bounced hey, off the ground, but they're yeah. going to put him down there. No, they're going to say it was a complete pass. Pick up a five. Second down and five. Coming down on eight minutes, just over eight minutes to go is Smith. Looks at a second down and five play. Rolling to his right. Looks has a receiver wide open. Doesn't oh, see him. Goes down field. Fort Payne's going to pick Hit. it off. At the Fort Payne 40-yard line, he just underthrew his receiver, and Fort Payne player was right there for the interception. Could you see what number? Was Jacob it four? Jacob Foster. Jacob Foster made that. Got the pick. So a good pick, and Fort Payne will be back in business on offense. And I bet we'll use some clock. I bet we'll let that play I clock think run we down would run that yeah. clock. Yep. Because it's a 42-13 lead with eight minutes to go, and Fort Payne, I'm sure, anxious to get out of here. I see some Pell City fans leaving. I yeah, that Pell City fan there out. that was leaving a minute ago came by and stood right there and looked in at me and just waved, <laughs> kept waving. I guess I know him. I don't want somewhere. to be on TV or something. Well, it could be. I don't know. Maybe I know him from somewhere. Uh, So here we go, Fort Payne's ball at their own 40-yard line. And we got a new quarterback in also. And he's going to hand it off in for the Cats at quarterback. we got a flag, too. And we got a flag, too. At, right at the line. we got Jake Barnes in at quarterback. All right. Good to see Jake get some uh, Oh, there's a ton of new players out there. It'll be hard to catch them all. Also in is Brody Bruce. So Brody back after what they thought was a broken leg, but I think it turned out to not mm -hmm. be broken. So he's out there, uh, number Some 16, Luke, Luke Stevens. Stevens. He's in there. Yeah, number, on the line, number 70. Hudson is, Harrell. Yep, he's in the game. 58, Bronson Laney. So it's first and 21 now after the penalty. So Jake Barnes in at the quarterback spot. He'll take it. He's going to hand off right up the middle and nothing there. Could you see who got that? That was, uh, I believe that was Dubose. Yeah, it was Dubose again still in there. Nothing there that time. So second down, or make it, yeah, second down 
and about 20. Full pain needs for a first down. As I said, the subs are all in there at this point. Most yeah, of them I also anyway. see Braden Wooden and Caden uh, Kilgore. Some young kids getting opportunity. Second down, 20. Going to hand it off to Caden Dubose again. He's going to make it out to the 34-yard line, so a gain of four. So it's going to be third down and about 16. Clock is rolling right along, 646. Yep. That's the good part of it. Cats need a long bit of real estate here to keep this drive going. And they're going to hand it off to 20 this time. It's going to be Jorge uh, Rivera. And he'll get maybe a couple of yards. So it's fourth down and actually probably didn't get anything. So fourth down and still 15-16 for the first down. And Alex will come in and punt this ball away. They could get pretty decent field position unless Alex really just unloads on this one. They'll have the receiver back at their 35-yard line. Back, apparently, is Xander Lackey. Or he may have been on the tackle for Bell City. Alex puts the toe into it, drives the receiver back. He's going to be hit before he can make the grab. So that's going to be interference with the catch, and that was 43, I think, it unloaded on him <laughs> before he had a chance to make the tackle. That was Jacoby Foster again. Well, he wasn't going to let him get a return, doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll march it forward from the 25-yard line where he called the fair catch, 15 on that. So should put them at their own 40-yard line where it'll be first and 10. And they'll mark it at the 39, just as I said. That player's in there for Fort Payne. <coughs> See, uh, number 84 in there on the line. That is Sawyer, or Schuyler Hilliard. Schuyler Hilliard. Smith again takes the snap. Looks throwing, going through Unloads. all the way downfield, and oh. didn't he make the grab? No, almost picked by Brax Goza. Oh, yeah, he had good coverage on that one. Thought he might have lucked into catching or was falling down. So it's going to be third down now and about a long two for the Panthers. Clock stops on the incompletion, 4.08 remaining in the game. Snap, going to be keeping. This is Smith again, wants to throw, but he's going to keep it and going to pick up the first down down near the 30-yard line. He wanted to throw it, but that's the first time they'd had Smith back at quarterback. And he keeps the ball and picks up a first down. He was met by sophomore Kobe King. See, number 22, he's in there also at one corner. It's Brax. Yeah, it's Brax. And throws over to the other side. Make, they make a grab over there. Runner avoids a couple of tacklers and is able to pick up the first down. 
Nothing fancy, just a simple little out pattern and for the first down. Bennett blinks again in on the stop. We're down to 336. Bennett 6'2", ninth grader. He's 180 pounder. And Smith again getting pressured. Going to let it go, going for it all. It's caught. Was he in the end zone? They Touchdown. It's Burton again, Kentrell Burton again on the big reception for a Pell City touchdown. No flags on the play, so that'll stand. So they'll try to put on the extra point. I don't think there's any need to them going for two at this point. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. So with that was uh, Gannon Osborne making the kick. So with 3:21 here to go in the game, Fort Payne's up 42 to 20. So Fort Payne will have plenty of time, but I'm sure, like you said, Steve, like last time, their main concern is probably going to be just run, run, run the just clock, run, run the clock out. And, you know, it's good, these young guys, it's really good to see them get to come in and, and get some reps in, be able to run some plays, and, you know, just uh, really a little bit of reward for all the hard work that oh, they have yeah. to put in. I mean, people don't realize they're out there just like the starters all day practicing. They, they, absolutely they put are. in the same amount of work. Yep. So it's good to see them out there. Yep. It's a little bit of that payoff. I didn't see a timeout call, but they're taking a little time here between the – yeah, kickoff. You know, Roger, talking about uh, Fort Payne standing in the region, do we have any idea on playoffs, where that first round yep. might be? Actually, of course, we've secured a home, a home game first okay. round about finishing second okay. at least. Uh, it would either be Gardendale – I forget, we can't remember what the other one the coach told me, but either Gardendale or, uh, gosh, it escapes me who the other one would right. be. It's the way it looks now, by okay. barring any kind of any, upsets any they upsets. may have, you know, in their region. Right. And we've gotten familiar with Gardendale over the last oh, yeah. few years. Yeah, we have. So, Fort Payne will get the ball back. We said with 321 to go in the game. Are they trying on side kick? They're lined up like they're going to, but down by 22 points with only three minutes and a little change to go. Would they try it? Nope. nope. They kick it away. Fort Payne didn't look for them to try it. We'll field it in the 20, 25, cutting Cam. to the outside. And was it, that was Cam again on the return. <laughs> Perry made the tackle for the Panthers, but Fort Payne will have it first and 10 now from the 30-yard line. Let's see if we still got the same. Yep. Out yeah, there we still, still got the young guys, ain't it? Yep, the young guys are still out there with Barnes being the quarterback. Wes Everett, I see him in there too. Barnes will go under center. That Caden setback still. Going to hand it off to whoever. And let's see. They're on top of him quickly. 
don't believe that was Kagan, no, was it? No, uh, that was Jorge Rivera. Rivera again. Well, he, he never got a shot, did he? They were no, all over they, him. They sniffed that out. Loss of one on the play. Lackey made the tackle. It'll be second down and 11. I see Braden Wooten is in there again. Clock runs getting down near two and a half minutes to go in the game. And Fort Payne draining the play clock down to five seconds. They're going to turn. They're going to hand again to Rivera. And he's oh, going to yeah, spin. Uh, and he'll get that yard he lost. Maybe a couple of more. Yeah, three-yard play that time for Rivera. Third down and eight for the Cats. Both teams still has three timeouts remaining, but I don't know why anyone would entertain using one of them. I see Dalton Bone just came in. His grandmother will be happy. <laughs> Again, letting the clock run down before they take the snap. Barnes rolling, Roll wants to pass. throw the left-hander, trying to get rid of it, and he's going to be sacked for a loss. Yep. He's pointing to the people that should have been blocking and keeping them <laughs> off of him. <laughs> so Fort Payne will have to kick the ball away, looking at four and about 20, fourth and about 20, but we're now 118 to go in the game. So I think we can safely say Fort Payne's put this one to rest. I believe this one's, this one's done. The nails in the coffin and mm -hmm. what are the other those little Well, days? like, you know, I would say that we're waiting on somebody to sing, but that's, you can't, well, that's not, not appropriate to say that. Meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, we're back 51 seconds to go in the game. Fort Payne looking at a fourth and 18. We'll punt the ball away. Alex just waits, waits. Ain't no use punting until they come after him. Finally, he'll kick it away. And he's going to take a big Fort Payne roll down into the 25. And he's going to die right on the Pell City 25-yard line. I might have saw a little block in the back. Well, it wasn't really a little block in the back. Yeah. It was a pretty big one. It was no return. I know. Well, they they got to go 75 yards and I 38 seconds. Yeah, that. and I doubt they care about that at this point. I would think not. Of course, right after the game and after the coach, uh, Steve has the opportunity to talk to his team. We'll get his thoughts on tonight's game and maybe a little bit on what he thinks about the upcoming game. And for more information like that, if you'll tune in to us this coming week, we'll have the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. And, Coach, we'll talk about this game and uh, the big game next week uh, against Oxford.
Smith again is the quarterback. It's going to get through oh, his legs again, that. and he's just going to have to eat it. That's happened to him two or three times. Low snap, and then Luke Miller got in there and was basically shut it down. Actually, that was seven in at quarterback again, Keith, and not uh, Smith. They're just letting the clock run down to 10 seconds to go. Yep. That will be the last play. There's uh, only six seconds to go with 11 on the play clock. So that's going to be it. So Fort Payne's going to come down to Pete Rich Stadium at Pell City and go home a 42-20 to 20 winner and uh, uh, look forward to next week's showdown with Oxford. Yeah, good job by, uh, good job by Fort Payne. A uh, great game, and uh, the they all played really well. Young kids got in there. Uh, they got to experience a little bit of the game. So right now they're just all lining up on the field. I don't think they're going to slap hands or anything, but they're just kind of lining up across from each other to sort of celebratory or congratulatory. Yeah, congr congratulatory. Well, why that? And we have a few before we'll probably get to coach uh, talk to coach let's take a two-minute break Fort Payne again wins it we'll be back hey friends this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City used cars in Fort Payne Alabama I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here we're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us I've got any maker model you can think of I've got Cadillac I've got Mini Coopers I've got Toyotas I've got Nissan's just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, we're back at Pell City. The Cats finishing the big win over the Pell City Panthers. And next week's against the Oxford Yellow Jackets, the winner of that game will be the region champion. Both right. teams will go into it undefeated region-wise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It'd be nice to pull that out. Wouldn't it be? And, uh, you know, if you're the champion, play the fourth-place team from your crossover mm -hmm. region. If you're second, obviously, you play mm -hmm. the – the third. Right, uh, right. So I, I would Takes think, a little bit of pressure off. Yeah, yeah, you'd think the fourth would be better. 
So we're still waiting on Webb. I'm trying to spot him down there and see when Coach is approaching him. He's down with the, all the cats down to our right in a, a huddle there, and we'll see what Coach has to say about it and uh, see if he can give us any update on uh, on Hunter's injury. Yes, absolutely, and they're definitely, you know, thoughts and prayers with him. Hope he's okay. Hope that, you know, it's nothing major. And, uh, you know, while we're waiting, I also want to thank uh, the IT guru at Pell City for uh, coming in and unblocking the upload for us so that we could finish this stream out. Well, better late than never. It is. I apologize <laughs> to everyone. It just, I mean, sometimes if you things are out of our control, if we don't have – if we don't have a signal on a hot spot at an away game and we don't have a hard line connection, we just kind of have to do everything we can to tweak it. And normally we're able to pull it out, but this stadium for some reason is in a odd place mm -hmm. and uh, the hot spots just do not work. Well, here, Brewer, Hazel Green, we got a whole litany oh, yeah. of places. Oh, yeah. it's, tough. it's this season. Scottsboro like, even. You know, and, and one thing I will say, you know, I go every week. Uh, the school system has, has been kind enough to let me go early to venues to check out the setup, the signal, things of that nature. And I came here this week, uh, but was under the impression, you know, that things might be uh, unblocked when the game started. Uh, and then once we found out they, they weren't, uh, they took care of it. And well, but you put two panicking hours in trying oh Lord, to get everything fixed when it wasn't your out. fault. It wears you out because you do everything you can to try to figure out how what you can do to fix it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then thanks to Mr. Jett, <laughs> Mr. Jett actually went and found the IT guy because he knew I was tied up up here uh -huh. because even though we didn't have a signal to stream, we're still recording it for playback so I can't just leave everything because the stream is not working right. I have to continue to make sure that's recorded uh, I think now the players have got up and maybe Webb is tracking down coach see we have a camera on Webb I'm trying to figure uh, see we are at. trying to find Webb right now I think Allie's up here trying to spot him Webb was also, he was uh, doing the drone shot tonight for the coach, so he's been pulling double duty on that for the last couple of weeks. Did we find Webb, Allie? Uh, can Weston zoom in on him? Looks like uh, maybe coach got intercepted by a I reporter. Think, I think another guy's got coach. But, uh, yeah, I'll have Weston go ahead and just zoom in on Webb. There we go. Webb don't know we're zooming in on him, but we are. I don't think Webb likes it when we zoom in on him. He's, yeah. he's mentioned that before. That's me. Oh. Well, I guess Webb could just go on out there and uh, maybe show a just little urgency. Just walk in and stick a microphone in yeah. between them. Yeah, show a little urgency here. But I don't know. If, I don't even think it's. It, it might be the Times Journal of Fort Payne Reporter, I but I believe don't it's the. Uh, notice them. Yeah. I believe it's probably the one from uh, this neck of the woods.
coach is experienced as this, he ought to tell you, hey, guys, <laughs> let me get this TV and radio interview yeah, done, yeah, and I'll yeah. be right with you. We got a slight amount of packing up to do after this is over. Yeah, pretty good little trip home. It normally takes us almost an hour to pack up. Oh, it, I can imagine. The uh, time we roll there up the cables, all right, coach is getting freed up now. We'll get Allie to get ready to unmute his mic. We hope we may have to tweak the audio a little bit. As coach gets his head set on, gets set. Well, Coach, uh, another win for the Wildcats. The second half played out a lot like the first half. Yeah, it, it did. Um, uh, obviously, the biggest thing in the second half is Hunter getting hurt, and uh, you know, don't don't want to speculate a whole lot on that. But I think it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty significant injury, and uh, he's going to go to get checked out tomorrow by Dr. Howler, and we'll see where he is. But uh, we're obviously concerned for him and uh, uh, praying for him. I hate to see him go out, but I thought our kids. Uh, handled that as well as you can handle it when you, you know when your best player goes out and, and it's pretty obvious that he's hurt you know it would be easy to panic uh, but I didn't think we panicked at all I thought we kept playing and uh, thought JD made some nice plays in the second half and Caden Dubose got in there and ran hard and, and our defense you know gave up the one score there to make it 27-13 but other than that played really well uh, I thought in the second half. Yeah he did and we uh, you know they had pretty much the whole second half they went exclusively to the passing game because they trailed by so much and they really didn't have a whole lot of success. They had a couple of big grabs. Yeah, you kind of went empty, too. Got an empty lob, which can mm -hmm. be a challenge defensively sometimes, and uh, we were able to get some pressure on him and force some bad throws. They made a few plays, but uh, when you're when you're in empty like they were, throwing it every snap, I think you're going to give up a few, but uh, for the most part, we were able to contain him most of the, most of the uh, second half. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, when uh, Hunter went out, the, the kind of the complexion of the game, uh, Change, but Caden did come in and do had some pretty decent runs and showed speed. Caden's going to be a really good player for us. He really is. You know, he's a ninth grader, and uh, you know he's probably not quite ready for for this moment as far as age-wise goes. But uh, ability-wise, he can do it. And he's just going to have to. Uh, he, he's going to have to get ready to go next week if, if Hunter's out, and and uh, and you know it's going to help him in the long run. And we'll have some other guys have to step up too. I think Alex Aikens uh, will have to get some 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 touches in the backfield as well as possibly Darwin uh, and some other guys. So. Uh, you know, we'll just have to adjust and, and go from there, and you know, maybe we'll somehow be fortunate. Hunter will be okay, but uh, just looks like right now he's pr he probably uh, uh, is going to need some sort of thing to, to fix his arm, and that, that may probably gonna rule him out for at least next week and, and possibly longer. Uh, coach, uh, that keeps us undefeated in the region, and next week obviously we'll have Oxford coming to town, and that game will be for the number one spot in the region. Yeah, I just told the kids, proud of, you know, to be 0-2, um, you know, on the field like we were to lose to Briarwood and lose to Gaston City, and and people may be starting to question what we were doing, why are we playing these people, uh, what's going on. I was proud of our kids. That's why I told them that we know now we've won six in a row. We, we put that behind us, and we and we said those games will help us, and I think they have helped us, and now we've won six in a row. And, and the truth of the matter is, and I kind of hinted around it, you know, six weeks ago as much as I could hint around it, the bottom line is, we played Briarwood and Gaston City to prepare for the game next week. We, we wanted to play somebody uh, of that kind of ability uh, early in the year and see where we were, and uh, and now we've done that, and hopefully those games will help us. And you know, the bottom line is next week we're going to play the, the probably the best, not probably the best 6A team in the state again. They're the defending champs, and nobody's really checked them this year in 6A, and uh, it'll be a tremendous challenge. Uh, but you know. 
when you when you play sports, uh, if you just want to play teams that aren't very good all the time, you, there's not much to you. At some point, you got to play the best, and so I think it'll be a great opportunity for for our players to, to, to play the best and see where we are. Well, I know the public will be really excited for that game, and I expect a packed Wildcat Stadium next week. And coach, uh, good luck with that, and we're all going to keep Hunter in our prayers and. Uh, no matter what the outcome is, you know, we're just going to be rooting for Hunter. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I told him to do. Keep him in our prayers, and he's uh, been such a tough player for us. Uh, hopefully it's not the last time we see him in Wildcat uh, jersey, but uh, you hate to see him uh, go out like that. But, man, he played so hard for so long here for us and uh, uh, was having another great night tonight. But we'll just continue to keep him in our prayers and lift him up. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you during the show during the middle of the week. All right, thanks, guys. Again, Fort Payne takes home the win. and uh, But worst thing about tonight, as Coach said, is possibly maybe have lost Hunter for the remainder of the season. Uh, hopefully not, but that's a possibility. We hope that's not the case, but we certainly, you know, we're thinking about him and, and praying for him and, you know, hoping that, hoping for the best. And uh, he's, he's tough and uh, he's a good kid, and we know, you know, whatever he's facing, he'll come through it flying colors. Well, everybody this week, look, watch for the Fort Payne TV and the uh, Wildcat pregame show brought to you by Twin City Auto. And